0: Welcome to this completely unnecessary podcast, Tuesday, September 11th, 2018. Sort of a somber day of remembrance, but we're gonna try to have fun today. This is Pat Contry. That's Ian Ferguson. Howdy. We got some gaming topics for you today. No movie topics this time out. We're talking about a uh, Zen Pinball Effects Three. Talking about the Poly Mega. What's going on there? Ian's chugging that water, that ice water down. Oh, that's good. From Pat's LG fridge. We were talking about super combat fighter and Kickstarter, uh, Spider Man, Easter egg wedding proposal in the game, a scumbag Solver of the week update. Your Q and A, Ian. I was at convention this past weekend. I was in Retro World Expo in Connecticut. I had a bunch of fun. I was on the video game years panel. I was, uh, I had my own panel as well. It was, it was, it was a good time. I'm also going to be at a video game con in new jersey this weekend coming up in new jersey that is september 15th and 16th and then i will be at retribalooza september 29th and 30th in arlington texas so lots of conventions going on we have a a shirt for sale right now go to a teespring.com slash c u shirt now this campaign uh is expiring very soon so this expires, uh, looks like the end of day on September 12th. By, so the time you're listening to this, it might be too late. If, if you're listening to this, you got like three hours left maybe to go, go to com <laughs> slash see you shirt and order your shirt in uh, regular premium. There's a uh, women's uh, more uh, fitted shirt as well there. And uh, yeah, go for it. Go pick it out. And Ian and I are, are starting to get into that Twitch action. Yes. We're Twitching
1: it. <clears throat> I had uh, intended to for a bit and then um then fire pro wrestling world was coming out and that seemed like a a good way for me to jump in um it's one of the few games that i know well and i'm actually decent at so when that came out that's where i decided to start doing it more so during the day how was fire pro by the way do like do a mini review since it's officially out the retail version right well i mean it's it's basically the same as it was when it came out, in, same as it ever was And pre-release, because I was playing pre-release right up until the point where it was getting the the commercial release. Um, the main differences are I'm actually playing the single player mode, which has story you,
0: mode for the US audience, which is nice.
1: Uh, yeah, it has you go through New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's that was added for the console release, and then that's coming to Steam eventually, I think. It's already on Steam. Oh, they is? they added it about. Excuse me, I think they added that about six months ago as DLC. Okay. Um, and then, obviously, it was included in the um, the physical release. I believe there's a fairly expensive DLC for promoter mode, um, which I haven't checked in with yet. Um, I'll actually probably check that out this Is that week. Is it expensive? I think it's like 50
0: $50 yeah. for DLC add-on. Uh-huh. When the game doesn't cost that much. Uh, game's fifty. Oh, it is fifty.
1: Yeah. Oh, the release. I mean, it was only twenty bucks in pre-release. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I have to look at that. But the game that you get is basically the Fire Pro game that you've been getting for ever. So yeah, I'm not really sure what the DLC entails. Uh, There's a charity DLC as
0: well. I'll Want to get a uh, one wrestler, Yoshihiro Takayama, for two ninety nine. I'm looking at right now there's also a season pass on steam so that's interesting um, so i gotta pick it up I gotta see what's going on with my pal kenny omega uh in there good good they get that they got that deal new japan is really uh on the rise more and more the past year and a half two years so this is good good for them to get uh involved with this get their get their names out there more and uh yeah i'll, I'll have to get this at some point as well for sure Has someone made a pat and Ian wrestler yet Tag i have not i have not looked <laughs> I like my one from the Six-Man Scramble. It was pretty accurate for a late 90s, Pat. <laughs> it was it was fairly accurate at the time. Um, you can go to, right now. You can pre-order a certain Super Nintendo guidebook that's coming out next year. I had like 50 people ask me about that in Connecticut. It's like, hey, Pat, is it done yet? I'm like, hey, all right. It's not even finished being written yet, but it's getting there. You got to relax here. You got to relax. It's coming. It's coming. So right now, you go to ultimateSNAS.com. You can pre-order that. And also... Volume 3, Pat, the NES Punk DVDs are back in st- stock. Oh, yes. You want to see that Alicia Alicia Dragoon video uncut? Oh, you can with the Volume 3 DVD. That's a selling point. There you go. And there were definitely people that looked at that and were like, I'm buying it because of that at the convention. That definitely <laughs> happened uh, right there. So that's what's going on. Anything else happened in, in in your world? We're recording early, that's why our voices are kind of froggy right now.
1: Yeah, I'm a little. It's a little early for me to really think about what else might have happened over the weekend. It's a little too early. Yeah, it's probably a good thing, I
0: guess. Maybe. Uh, what, what anything other highlights from the weekend that, that happened? Uh, I, I bought a very expensive Turbo CD game. I I kind of regret. Kind of oh, regret that. There's that. So now I'm down to two, two, two games. I'm officially sort of needing for sort of my, I guess, baseline collection, you can say. And then that's pretty much it. That's pretty much... Then, like, retirement can make it at that point. The amount of new games I'm searching for... I wish there was, like, a graph of the new games I'm buying year by year. Right. And it went from, like, hundreds and hundreds a year to now, it's like, not even tens a a year. It sort of dipped down because, you know, I have a want list, and that want list... Is is going to games that like yeah I want them if I see them but I'm not actively hunting them like on eBay like some like a few like I think I still need like Ogre Battle for Super Nintendo but I'm not like dying to get it you sure. know it's an interesting game that I'd like to have but if I don't I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry about it maybe <laughs> anyway uh so anyway so that's it so uh, we, we got to, we got we gotta get going we gotta get going with this podcast for limited time limited because Ian has to work in a bit that's why we're recording early so Ian. You, you love
1: pinball. I do. I love the pinballs. You were, you,
0: you were excited about this announcement. That wasn't a total shock based upon a, a segment we did earlier in the year about, about the Williams Tables rights being lifted away into the air yes. for someone to, to grab. And someone grabbed
1: them. So uh, yeah, um, Zen Pinball, um, the creators of uh, Pinball Effect's a uh, long-running series um, of digital pinball titles, uh, now has the rights to the uh, Bally Williams tables, um, which is great news. Um, it means that the, you know, the digital rights aren't going, or, well, the means that the Williams tables are going to stay in the digital pinball spotlight. Um, the uh, rights initially sat with, the, uh, with Fireside Studios, the creators of Pinball Arcade, and um, they held on to them for years and uh, put out numerous tables um, from the williams Bally lineup. They, they had a chunk of the tables. They had a good chunk of them um, on the pinball arcade platform throughout the years. Um, but the... Uh, and i i don't know you know what what manner that this or how this happened um, i don't know the business i you know workings behind it but I'm they lost money. the yeah they lost money. the rights and uh or they did not renew them and basically there was uh, we talked about it briefly on the podcast and it was news was april about was it yeah uh, somewhere in there it didn't yeah it, basically um they announced it and um they gave a, a countdown to when the last day you could buy the Williams tables on Pinball Arcade sure. was. And then yeah. on Switch,
0: they they originally had it released on Switch with the tables and they took them away the next day. Right? Yeah, they took
1: them or, Which I know I would have probably bought it. On <laughs> um, <laughs> Switch. So... So now, if you own the Williams tables, the Bailey and Williams tables on the uh, on Pinball Arcade, uh, you can continue to use them, but Uh, you cannot purchase them any longer. So um, it was announced on September 4th uh, by um, Zen Pinball that uh, they have acquired the rights to uh, Williams um, Tables and Properties, and they will be putting out uh, at a currently undisclosed date uh, um, the first four pack of tables. So it's going to be Junkyard um, oh, nice! The Getaway Two, um, or High Speed Two, The Getaway, um, Fish Tales, and Medieval Madness. Yeah, baby! Um, and uh, they, uh, there'll be more to come. And I was uh, lucky enough to get to play some of those, and they are really focusing on. Um, they have a new um, physics engine that they're using for these tables, so. Zen pinball um, if you haven't played any of the Zen pinball games Zen pinball, uh, they use um, fantasy tables, basically tables that they make up themselves and they're generally attached to um, uh, you know popular properties. Uh, uh-huh. They do Star Wars, aliens, they did a doom table, a Skyrim table. Um, they did a lot of Marvel tables, you know things like never that been
0: the ones that came up from Stern. Huh? Different than
1: like yes, Stern different ones. than yeah, the I ones that ones. would have come up for, out from Stern, um, but a lot of the same licenses because sure. you know that's what's you know popular. A lot easier moment. to make a digital pinball game than a, than a real. One. <laughs> so you know, they um, and those physics tend to be um, they're good. They're they're they they feel right, but they're also tuned for arcade digital pinball. Um, these feel like these feel much closer to the, this, this physics set feels a lot closer to um, actual pinball. I, and you know that because you got an early uh, code. Yeah, I said that. Oh, you did that. Okay. Yeah. I said that I got a chance to play these early. I didn't get one anyway. Um, <laughs> well, I sit in Twitter and talk about pinball a lot. Um, so, you, um, so the ball, the, the, the actual weight of the ball feels heavier, the way it bounces around and sits on the paddles feels and that, different. And for those that don't play pinball in a video game format, it's very
0: tough to get that feel right versus playing it in an arcade. Like pin meme, uh, was, a, has been around for now what, 15, 20 years, almost 15 yeah. years. And it, while well, it gets the job done, it's not. The physics are not there, at least on the earlier version. It's like, yeah, it gets sure. the job done. But when you can repeat how the ball moves, like, one swing, like if I can get, like, eight eight ramps in a row and, and like, pin me, that's not going to really happen on a real table unless I'm, like, extreme expert. So th- there's a lot more going on with the physics, and obviously they're catching up finally in terms of how this operates,
1: which is good. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So it's in beta and, um, you know, there are things to, for it to work on, but I do think it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's very interesting. And I, I, I like the way that it plays, um, you know, they're taking feedback and stuff on that now, and we'll see where that goes. Um, you know, there's more to be announced. I'm looking forward to seeing what other tables they pick up. Um, the tables look gorgeous all around. It's great just to see, um, a new company take a crack at these tables, uh, just to get a fresh coat of paint on them. Oh, sure. Um, so graphically,
0: better to have competition. Yeah, not just one one game controlling all the tables. Exactly.
1: Uh, it's just nice to see the um, innovation, people. Yeah, it, it's just nice to see the artwork on the capitalism on the um, you know on the uh, playfield and the you know that sort of stuff. It, it just looks cleaner and crisper. It's better assets than it was. Um, pinball Arcade version. So they're starting with the four pack. So they're starting with that
0: Getaway yeah. High Speed Two. I haven't played a huge amount of that. I remember being alright. I think I, I think I prefer the original from what I remember. Uh, Junkyard's really fun. Yep. And, and it has the, the cool little wrecking ball in the middle, which is unique. Probably I one, of, that. one of the reasons I wanted to feature that because that's you know something that it's in 3D and looks cool and it's a toy. Um, Medieval Madness. What, you, what can else you say? Everyone fucking loves that game. It's fantastic. Uh, Fishtails is fun as well. Fish is, is a fun game.
1: Fish is fantastic.
0: So, you, so you have a a good a good a good starter pack here. This is a strong uh, starter pack that that most people are like. All right, I'll be I'll be fine even with this before buying it. Let's see what else comes out because obviously with Williams now you got access to you know how many dozens of tables that they can release
1: eventually. Yeah, so many. So yep, yeah, it's exciting and I think it's. Um, great and it's it's interesting because there's actually been uh in in terms of you know not just um zen pinball and williams there's been some interesting stuff going on uh we never mentioned it earlier but on the switch you can now get um Zacaria pinball um Zacaria is a manufact uh, was an overseas manufacturer hmm. um they've done um They've always had some really cool tables uh, that you can't really find over here um, ones like Farfalla, which are all uh, like um which is like a, it's like a a butterfly base table it's really like uh colorful and crazy looking uh, they did ones like robot and time machine uh, a lot of their machines have um, bright colors and interesting hooks or mechanics to them, so they wanted really to make it over here. Yeah, they, never, they they were not like over here in mass quantities. Trying
0: I see if I played any of these? I'm looking at, the, looking uh, at it right now.
1: And it, it's great to see that stuff because those are pinball tables, all real official pinball tables that most people over here have not really had a space chance shuttle? to play. Space Shuttle? I've seen that one here. Not, it's not the Space oh, it's a different Shuttle. different one. Yeah, it's not the one you're thinking oh. of. Oh. Yeah.
0: Combat. Combat. 1977, by the way, for Combat. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the company. Is that the company that did the like the knockoff looking tables what was that company
1: that was uh that was gold star which was uh your uh, gold star i think which was um like the rambo knockoff yeah that was a part of premiere which it was uh, I believe that was uh like a that had to do with gottlieb essentially it was basically yeah. gottlieb yeah.
0: so someone has the rights to those tables yeah. that'd be fun to buy the knockoff rights
1: <laughs> not knockoff but
0: you know it's I no, I get what you're saying. But no, it's not them either. It's like kinda of Rambo, but not. It's kind of top gun. <laughs> it's like they, they were themed after the popular things of the time, but not the real property. You so. know, there's a charm to that. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever played one person that I
1: think about it. I might have played it once. I haven't seen this much action in the pinball game in quite some time.
0: Yeah, Ian, he Ian's got a constant pinball chub going on <laughs> from this. You know, this is this is it right here. So now you have two competing uh software companies, which is great. Uh, because now again it's innovation give you more value as the value for the consumer and uh yeah you get some nice innovation in terms of what's happening there so so in terms of what else is they have coming out it looks like there's a switch now on their on their FAQ on the website uh they're going to have uh, future releases will have universal classics which will include uh back to the future ET and jaws uh, I wonder if, so is that going to be, I guess, the original, an original ET game, or the, the real? No, those,
1: those you're back to digital. T- you're back to fantasy. Oh, these game, are all digital. Not, these are all, yeah. Oh. you're back to fantasy. now.
0: Okay, but these are all going to okay. These are all coming to it. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to have uh, Walking Dead, which is interesting because there's the real one, uh, a free one called Sorcerer's Lair that could be fun.
1: That one is fun. Uh, they've been so Sorcerer's Lair. I think has been around since Pinball FX One. And it's a table that they remastered for Pinball FX Three.
0: It's like the one that comes with Windows, a space one. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was space a fun Cadet. game. Space yeah.
1: Cadet was fun. I liked that game. I got far one time in that. I actually <laughs> downloaded once the other two tables that were supposed to go with that pack. If you bought all of them, pretty mm-hmm. fun, pretty fun pinball.
0: So I wonder how often they can come out with old, you know, like Williams packs. Like I guess packs of four, maybe a few times a year. or depending on how hard they're working on it I think
1: it does I mean with their other packs when when Zen would get on like a a roll with a a, a theme or a license they would usually put out I want to say two or three packs a year I think was what they were doing Nice. so that's just me guessing I don't know what their actual release schedule will be
0: so uh, there you go Pinball FX 3 they're plunking their quarter down they're ready to go Okay, we have the uh, Polymega back in the news with an official announcement and pre-orders live. As a reminder, the Polymega is a modular <laughs> retro gaming system. Modular with a base and other modular attachments you can get. Originally, it was the Retroblocks. I saw an early working prototype of the CD base back at SoCal Retro Gaming Expo in... uh in january february of 2017 and they've showed it at e3 there's been information about it they, they, they claimed hybrid emulation uh, i think we discussed it briefly in the podcast one time yeah we did uh, hybrid emulation which was going to be a combination of software emulation with fpga running some of the background stuff like i think like uh rom loading and like accessory th- uh things like that but not actually for the for the running the games, so running the systems, so we had a, an announcement and pre-orders come on about five, six days ago from when we're recording this, uh, with the official launch trailer coming on September fourth, so about a week ago actually. And there's been some uh, some there's been some buzz about it, both positive and negative. So we're going to try to cover what exactly this console purports to be and and why certain people are upset about things they're learning about, and I guess our take on whether or not we think this is for us and whether or not we think this, this is something that the marketplace is going to want is is the best way I can, I can uh, say this. So what do you get here? So you get for $250, $250, you get the base unit that you need to run the modules. So the base unit is what I would be personally most excited about Yeah, because it, it doesn't exist widely. Now, there is something like the CD that comes out that's like a CD emulator system. So this will be the first one to wide market to be a uh, CD-based unit to run uh, disc uh, disc uh, retro systems. So PS1, Turbo CD slash PC Engine CD, Sega, Sega CD. CD. Uh, so that's a that's a, a a good part of the market, and they announced Sega CD as well. Yeah, Sega
1: Saturn.
0: Excuse me, Sega Sega Saturn as well. So that that's a, a good chunk of the ones to get you on your retro CD (laughs) disc playing ways
1: uh in PS1 yep you said PS1 PS1 Saturn's a huge one um Saturn there has been that's basically unheard of um Saturn emulators are I've always been shoddy or bad yeah shoddy or bad um just you know getting to the point now where there's you know something that's you know getting close to workable and um so the announcement of that on um you know, the Polymega, provided they could do that, is, you know, that that should be hugely attractive to potential customers. If it's figured out. If it's figured out. But and we're actually... not sure
0: if it will be figured no, out.
1: But we're getting there.
0: Yeah. So that so that's really the, the crux of this, the start of this conversation we'll constantly come back to, is what is this system providing? And in essence, what you have is an emulation box with a way to get the original... uh use the original physical media through the emulation. So it's not that dissimilar in theory from a a Retron 5 5. or a Retro Freak, which is basically a Retron 5 plus Turbo slash uh, PC Engine uh, Hue card games. So when you look at it on the surface, that's what this really looks like. I don't think many people are denying that because it's not like... The people behind Polymega are going out and redesigning their own emulators. These are going to be off-the-shelf, you know, getting licenses to off-the-shelf open-source emulators, as far as I have seen. So, in terms of that specific one that people are excited about, Sega Saturn, the reason that people are excited about it is because there hasn't been a great Saturn emulator until now. So, unless the team comes out and says, we are designing from the ground up our own FPGA, and we'll get into that, or our own Sega Saturn emulator... To me, it's not a huge deal on on the surface, unless they're unless they're really uh, coming in with something that's already not there. Is it an emulator that I can't currently get? If not, well, what's what's the huge deal to me at that point? Besides putting it in a nice box with the rest of it, which, like I said, there is an appeal there because we always talk about. You know how are you going to be playing these these games in the physical physical uh, real version in the future? And I don't know if twenty years from now people want to find a, a crusty old PS One that still works, and and find a good way to hook it up to a you know HDMI cable or the VR cable or hologram cable twenty years from now. So this is a hologram cable so, adapter. So so tr- for for me there is a market there, uh, for these CD based systems, uh, two hundred and fifty dollars. Now we're, we're we're sort of I think stretching. I think. Uh, the The appeal out and and you're really then defining a more niche market for this for this console, yes, because two hundred fifty dollars isn't the casual retro market anymore that's sub $100. When you when you look at uh yeah,
1: 150 for something like that I think would even be fine uh to capture a, a good number of people. I mean, uh you know the RetroN 5 actually sold I mean despite what people think of it now. RetroN 5 sold really well in that 150 price range. Oh sure. Um so I don't think it's it's I don't think things need to be under 100 especially if if it's going to offer CD based but I think 250 is Outside that realm, I think for something like that to sell well, um, it would need to be a lot of that stuff still ends up kind of being almost impulse purchasing or at the moment yeah. purchasing well the whole point is that like when when you
0: have all the the hD NES and super Nintendo and and I think Genesis ones you have now, you can get reliable ones for under fifty bucks, yeah, like just you can just get them oh i 'll get the Genesis one once you get to the two hundred and fifty dollars once you get to the price of a modern console. Now
1: I think the market becomes more limited. Today. Sure. Also, people would look at it and, you know, possibly think, oh well, I'm paying that for all the, you know, paying that for the, you know, the expansion opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not going to use any of that, so I'm going to go find something else. Or
0: oh, then you have to calculate out how many expansion ones will I want? What's the price of those? So the expansion sure. modules right now they're offering four at the start, and they are sixty dollars each. So they have one, the power uh, the power that they're named differently. The Power Element Module Kit, uh, which is, let's see, that's the I guess NES slash Famicom one. And each module has obviously the input port for the controllers, as well as for the uh, the cartridge itself or media itself. So you have that one. You have one uh, the Mega One, which will which will get you uh, Mega Drive slash Genesis and 32x. You have the Super 1, which has uh, Super Famicom and Super Nintendo, obviously. And then you get the Turbo 1, which is the one that excites me the most, obviously. Because we don't have, uh, besides the Retro Freak, we don't have something that is easy to play these in a modern way. And that is Turbo slash the preferable PC Hmm. engine moniker. Sweet. Sweet. So you have that. So what are you looking at here? So they're offering you can buy it for two fifty. If you're going to buy all four of these by themselves, it'd be two hundred forty dollars. Pat Math, both together that'd be uh, what's that f- f- five four ninety? Is that what that is? Four ninety. But if you get the bundle right now on the website, uh, excuse me, five twenty. My Pat Math is off. Five twenty. If you order it early, it's four sixty. If you pre-order it now. By the way, this is stuff is supposed to ship on a a. A date of April first, which I'm not sure what significance that has, but that's the date that they have that they're going to be released. April first, 2019. Personally, if I was doing the marketing and PR, I would not have chosen April first as a release date. No, I would have said, hey, "Well, wait till the second
1: or third. just just because, just especially because. not for uh, a modern, a, a new, a old new system. Console. With, yeah. uh,
0: not in, in terms of this marketplace and, the, and its history with the VCS and the Chameleon. I would not have cho- chosen April first. That's just me. But okay, most people won't care. So once you get into how many people are going to be spending uh, 520 twenty if, if it's after this pre-order part, now I think you're extremely limited in terms of what's out there. And we get into the other conversation that I've spoken about with you over the past year about is that is this concept too far removed from the initial point of interest when the Retron 5 came out, for example, that was what, three years ago?
1: Yeah, they're about three, Three, four.
0: It was was a while ago. Yeah, since
1: since in the past
0: few years, we've had the Retron Five, we've had the Retro Freak, which is the Retron Five Plus Turbo, we've had uh, all the uh, Analog NT and the Mini NT and the Super NT, which are FPGA, and so those are more accurate than emulation, and those are the same sort of market where you're going to spend hundreds of dollars, but this will be the best experience you can get
1: modern wise for Nintendo. It's super. And then on the other end, uh, Hyperkin did the, um, they've got the Retron 77, the Retron HD, which is just the um, one-off, no emulation, well, no... uh, yeah, no emulation based, just um HD one. Basically, there's no save states and stuff like that, so sure. no hard drive, it's not doing the ROM ripping or anything. Uh, and then there's the super retron HD, and like the retron HD is the, yeah, the NES HD, yeah, so the so, so you can those. so basically, like now, like yeah, so a lot of companies have those, so now you can take the retron 5, what made the retron 5 so appealing to people, and now they've Parted that out. They've broken that down. I mean, a, a Retron HD, uh, and I'm sure the comparable units from other companies. It's forty yeah, bucks.
0: The, the, the guts on these are the same, and then multiple yeah. companies
1: put them but out. Forty
0: dollars. I mean, I've, seen, know, the so, I've seen the I've seen the NES version with the Zapper for like thirty with two controllers. It's yeah, like, it's like well, that's an impulse buy. That's like a no brainer. But that's what I'm
1: saying. You yeah. know, a lot of people don't need all that stuff. You do, you shouldn't have to. The main appeal of the retro blocks, you know, being are the Poly Mega. Yeah, Retro Blocks. By the way, they
0: had a abandoned name because of, I
1: think a trademark of blocks B L O X. So they had to change. it. Uh, you know, the neat appeal of kind of picking and choosing the units you wanted. Uh, now you can do that without this base unit with pieces that are roughly the size of these attachments. And now, <sighs> yeah, the the, the mo- these modern HD little systems are are small. They're not that big, right? They're very tiny. So you are not saving space.
0: You are not necessarily saving money. You, it's not. You're not. It's not really the convenience necessarily. You have to plug in new cables, but you can probably just. You're, it's, you're really buying. And into, now you're not getting accuracy anymore because well we're gonna get yeah. There. So what they're hoping is that you buy into this ecosystem, this ecosystem of products, where once you buy the original attachment for two fifty, now we have these four coming available, and then maybe down the line we'll develop more, like you know we'll do an Atari one or Neo Geo one. Or you, you're buying into this whole platform so to speak, which right. which we haven't seen before. We've seen one-off products like the Retron 5 that people like, people don't like. I reviewed it when it came out. I liked it at the time. Other people had problems with it. I had a dead-on-arrival unit. That, that said, it got the job done for, for mostly what I needed at the time. So for this, though, the, we're looking at taking that concept, but in a higher quality, I guess, pastiche with a better user interface and the ability to do other things. By the way, they took away the the ability to stream on twitch Twitch. from it which i thought was interesting that they did that but that's really what you're looking at in terms of the marketing when you when you when you look at uh these pre-order videos Indiegogo Kickstarter, you have to you have to understand that anyone can do a flashy video anyone it could be any product it's all cg renders It, it looks smooth it looks slick it's marketing so that's good and bad it's good that it's showing you the concept it's it's a concept but that may not be the final experience or product you're getting that's so you have to be careful you can't it's especially when you when you have a company that they don't have a history of past products that to say like oh well we had this come out so you know we know what we're doing so i i caution people to be careful uh about this In terms of the marketing, I'm not disturbed by it. I'm just sort of disappointed that they would tout 30 compatible systems on their website when it's really not 30 systems uh, because they're splitting out like PlayStation, PlayStation PAL, PlayStation Japan, Saturn, Saturn PAL, Saturn Japan. No one in the retro gaming community actually looks at these as separate systems spread out across regions. No one says like, well, the Super Famicom is different than the Super, Super Nintendo. It's like, well, not really. They're the same. You know, they're the same. So when you look, when you actually break down how many systems that they're offering through all the modules, it's really about what do you have like about 11, 12 at most, it looks like. Oh, Neo Geo CD is one that we forgot to mention. Oh, it'll be supported as well uh, with that base unit. So that's not the poo poo marketing, but again, know what you're buying uh, when, when you're looking at this and being being studious about what's there. So now, do we want to talk about the, the whole semi-controversy? Why can't one of these get announced and everyone's like, oh, this is going to be cool. And now there's, like, people arguing about the specs and things like that. So why are people kind of concerned now about this product?
1: Well, when well, I mean, one of the things that I think uh, caused some concern uh, is simply, well, I, basically it was touted as being one thing and then on the day that the pre-orders started there were suddenly some changes. Basically the thing was always touted as being this hybrid emulation of some sort of FPGA and emulation combo. Um, You know, there was supposed to be accuracy to how the games ran on the console. Uh, They talked about the Twitch integration, this, that, and the next thing. Um, When Pre-orders went up, I believe that was also the same day, or it was a day or two before that they um, tried to do an info dump that basically pertained to um, the Twitch service being removed. Um, FPGA is out uh, from the main unit, and it's only going to be included on a case-by-case basis for... Certain modules, and that's only going to be used for basically, as far as they can tell, um, controller input-output. Basically, it's only going to be there for compatibility of controllers and, and things is of that Is it also nature. they
0: announced the software architecture was changing to Intel-based? Uh, yeah, software architecture is changing. Uh,
1: if, I believe that's correct. Um, or that's what they, they announced. They announced the final specs. Yeah, they announced <clears> the <throat> final specs. Basically, okay. nothing is as it
0: was. For the two years that they were talking about this. Yeah. And so people were sort of blindsided by it. Exactly. And if, and if people really want you know, the lowest latency, the most the most uh, accurate uh, experience, then you'd want the FPGA, obviously, but that's hard to get on all... They don't exist for all of these yet. FPGAs don't exist for for all of these. So that's when they always said hybrid emulation. I was always, in my head, scratching my head because, well, if it's software emulation that you're really doing to play the games, then what's the advantage but i guess in terms of offloading some of the um the workhorsing via fpga to other parts of the console then i guess you would get closer somehow i personally never bought that marketing message of hybrid no. emulation to me that's not really a thing
1: at least in my eyes i think i called it bullshit on um, when we talked about it I directly was, bullshit yeah. you use it use that subtle term uh, yeah i think i was Yeah, you know yeah subtle so about so that. to me
0: if i never bought it i don't or bought into that concept for to me it's not a big deal but for to those that that was a, a main sticking point of having fpga in some form and now you're taking it away i can see how some potential people that would pre-order it could be bothered by it absolutely
1: right um i'm trying to find the the quote here it was pretty bad um basically they were trying to play it off uh in one of the uh, Chats, I believe it was on Facebook, uh, where um, they stated that hardware accuracy was um, snobby and not important and only something very few people were looking for. Well, no. A lot of people were looking forward to that. That, that was the main marketing message. Right. Otherwise,
0: the, you the were y... just getting a Retron 5. That's yeah, why yeah. this. So you're getting probably a better. Uh, made Retron Five box emulation machine, like that was that was what you were getting, right?
1: So I don't understand that. Um, and uh, five included games uh, with each module. Oh, they're going to license five games. Yeah, for each Yeah, they supposed module. to be five games for each module. Um, you get the, oh, you do get the one controller with each,
0: and they are doing their own controllers, and I guess they look okay. There's a, a six button Genesis one. Uh, you know, they have an NES one with two buttons they have the one that comes with the base unit which is like just your run-of-the-mill you know modern uh d-pad xbox one looking you know pad with 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 two uh thumb joy joysticks and triggers like that's that's common uh i actually like the turbo looking uh controller i think it looks nice that actually could be a nice replacement uh, at only uh 25 dollars however ian It's a six button uh, turbo controller. They decided to put the uh, select and run buttons on the top of the controller instead of the bottom. And you actually use that button on those buttons on some games. I'm kind of, and they put the turbo toggles on the bottom. I just don't understand that. Now, when you go to six button mode, I think the select and start become two of the buttons. So I guess that takes care of that. But still, you want the the real feel of of that original controller uh, there. So that
1: that's that's. I'm actually more interested in that right now. Is that controller? They were, um, they got caught using. Uh, and this is always such a a bad thing. This. And they to admitted happen- to this. Yeah. Well, they admitted once they got caught. Oh, okay. I'm. Gonna, I was going to get the benefit of the doubt, but okay. No, they 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 admitted once they got caught. Um, they got caught using uh, emulator footage in their uh, launch trailer. Um, for, no arcade footage. Yeah, well, emu- yeah, emulated arcade footage um, in their launch trailer for it was um, Sega Sega Rally. Sega Rally. Um, they used uh, it was that was captured from the model two. Uh, I'm using the model two emulator. It was the arcade footage from it, and they snuck it in, uh, and it was a fairly brief clip, if I'm if I recall, uh, and they like the viewers discovered it almost immediately they were like that's arcade footage and uh there's the interaction right here i believe that yeah this is twitter um i was considering pre-order but you guys have yet to address the usage of model 2 emulation footage for promoting the sega saturn compatibility after the whole coleco chameleon fraud i'd like some sort of reassurance before i put any money on this console will we get an explanation and polymega respl- replied feel like we've explained this about 20 times Uh-oh. that's not how you come at it that's not good pr i i, I think these companies the problem with You these can companies- just put a link there like that's fine like addressed here you know we understand your concern it's addressed here but there was an accidental use of an old video not from Saturn in the trailer why people don't say anything about the Panzer Dragoon footage immediately afterwards is kind of beyond me because you need to talk about the the part you screwed up. That like you can't deflect. And then there was another um somewhere else on the Atari Age message board.
0: You know what Atari Age, it's been a while. You're like a
1: good friend. Um so gone <laughs> back into our fault into the life. They the uh, there's another point where Polymega addresses it and says something like, Oh, they accidentally grabbed grabbed the footage from the wrong folder or it's just Oh, the people that put together are putting together the marketing uh, uh, video. Yeah. You know what? I'm not even gonna
0: If that's the case, you know what? Okay, that could be an honest mistake. But that just underscores the precarious nature of the Sega Saturn emulation going into this. To me. Because if they they say, oh, it's going to have Saturn emulation, and people are expecting 100% compatible smooth emulation like you would get on a Super Nintendo or PC Engine emulator or NES, you probably aren't going to get it. Unless the people working on that Saturn emulator, you know, fix it. Because if it's an emulation box they're only as good as the emulators that can be thrown into that box if they're not doing it themselves and I think that's the larger point here when it comes to that, it's like yeah it's exciting but what's the difference between loading up a Sega Saturn emulator and putting the disc in my drive and playing it, you know what I mean like, you're not going to get a different experience, it's just the housing's different well, at that point
1: we're still trying to figure out what amazing Sega
0: Saturn emulator they're using well, that's the thing. There's probably one of the two that you actually can use out there. I'm not, I, I haven't been up my Saturn emulation in a long time because all I know is back in the early 2000s trying to do it didn't exist. <laughs> it didn't exist well from sure. what I remember. So so that's uh, something to to just be wary of. Yeah, when you get the other ones, yes, Sega CD should be fine and PC Engine CD and Neo Geo CD. Okay, but if people are getting exciting, excited about Saturn, they're getting excited because right now they can't do it properly. So unless... Paul Omega says, we are solving
1: that problem. Maybe you should hedge your bets a little bit on it. Just a little bit at least. Right. Adding it in a less than perfect form just keeps you where you're at. A less than perfect form on a console that you're hooking up to your TV is, I don't know, the same as doing it on your laptop and plugging it in. Oh, and here was the, I was looking for this earlier. This was, um, this is the screen grab. This is their comment on, I think it's Facebook, that... Uh, really uh, kills the accuracy thing that they were initially, um, I think, trying to go for, people were excited about. Um, sorry guys, you'll also notice that Twitch is out for now for the same reason as explaining the FAQ. In short, you slash we can't have it all and the decision we made was to provide more game slash system compatibility uh, e.g. Saturn and less emphasis on the snobby ultimate hardware accuracy unless it was actually essential for the system in question. Example, Famicom FDS. We think it's a better move in the long run for the system and gives everyone more options. When you say that without anyone coming at you, you're trying to condition... You're conditioning the market. You're conditioning the market to think that that's better, and that sounds... that's. When you come off like that, that you're you're de- you're already approaching it in the defensive.
0: Yeah, and here's here's the thing: the snobby market is your market when it's two hundred fifty dollars for the base unit. Like that is, it's it's the analog NT market who want that higher quality experience. They want the bells and whistles. Right.
1: They don't. They're not going to settle because if they weren't a snobbier market, they would be fine with the Retron Five, which already exists, or
0: the other uh, multitudes of several clone HD consoles. Right. Or just grab. They now uh, have coming out all the you know HD uh, up converting cables for the original system, so there's several different ways to play these games in a modern way now, so if you have to offer something different if you're going to have a premium markup if, you're, if it's going to become sixty dollars per system, which is basically what it is sixty dollars per system, and that that's the highest price point we've ever seen for that being sixty dollars per system in yeah. essence. You have to provide the bells and whistles and get us excited in a different way. Now, the pre-orders are on their website and they did not do an Indiegogo. Uh, Kickstarter, we know you have to have a working prototype and maybe they felt they couldn't because you have to have a working prototype for all the different modules. I don't know. Uh, but they went and they, they put together on their page this, uh, this uh, campaign. Uh, the rewards they have, I would call, not suspect, but strange, like a 500000 uh, thousand, a different interface, light skin to put on. I don't understand why that would be not just included uh, to be able to replace your skin. I understand you have to have some goals for people to shoot for. But you have some some weird ones. Um, so at $1 million, you get the Famicom module set. Um, the, the Japanese Nintendo Famicom will receive a worldwide FPGA module release on Polymega so i believe i saw that that they wanted the fpga for the for the disc system stuff yeah that's why they wanted that so does that mean at the 1 million you'll have enough money to then i guess research and develop it that's what i'm guessing or it'll be enough interest in that i it's surprising that that would be its own separate module does that mean wait wait does that mean the famicom one won't be compatible with the nes
1: one is that what that one means I have to look into that. I don't know. I thought you said the NES one said NES slash Famicom. I might have been wrong on that. I have
0: to go back and look now while we're, we're doing it. Um, here's the one that was to me most strange at 1.25 million. Hey, Ian, guess at 1.25 million what you can do. You'll be able to play uh, audio CDs and watch DVD movies on your Polymega. That's not going to be included as a base uh, feature. That shouldn't that shouldn't Shouldn't there be any open source off the shelf uh, DVD and CD readers, you could you could put into your, into your, you basically your computer. This is a computer, and to, in order to read that, that to me is such a weird thing to see. Like that is a bonus that people actually. First of all, if you want to be able to play DVDs, that's fine. Um, but that that's that's a 20 year old technology. Yeah, CDs a 30 year old technology that any computer you buy will have built in, uh, either something built in or something you can easily download to play those that to me is strange to see that that's almost like we needed a filler space for our goals there at least to me at 1.5 million the nec pcfx cd system i guess will be a, a uh well that'll be playable as a post-launch update so they'll they'll put that in i guess for the base unit okay that's fine i don't know if there's an emulator out there that already does it if there if there is they should have just included it, i don't know um and then at 2 million they de- developing the twenty six hundred slash seven eight hundred module. Sorry, you no know, 5200, No one cares still, so they'll, they'll do that. So those are your your ones. So, but but those are the strangest one because when you're talking about uh, just software, it's not like you have to de- develop that CD and DVD watching software.
1: It's just uh, you know that it's just uh I don't know. Well, you might have to work it in there somehow, but still. Um. What was my question going to be? Shit, there was something about uh, isn't there like a Philips CDI tier and something like that? I didn't see it oh, on this page. Uh, fairly certain there is, or maybe there's not. My I, question: I didn't, see, I didn't see a 3DO uh,
0: or CDI tier on here.
1: Uh, but you would think that in theory, if it's a, if it's a
0: disc-based, you can just add that later. You can download it. Yeah, it.
1: I thought they were pointing it out on the Atari Age uh, platform, but I, I guess I, I lost track of that thread.
0: There's a lot going on there now. In terms of interest for a console like this at 250, we spoke about how you're already narrowing down the interest at 250 to begin with. Plus, then you because because you, really, you really think about at that point, who's going to be spending 400 dollars once you add in the modules that they want? So right now, it's been this has been live for a couple days, right? And mm-hmm. they, they had problems at first, but a few days have been live. They are at um, 360 thousand dollars. And you okay. like, which which seems impressive, um, but when you when you divide out the per person how much money they're probably spending. Mm-hmm. So the base is uh two fifty. So the most amount of people that could be in for it right now, because some people probably got the the bundle at whatever that was, uh four what was the bundle? Four uh four sixty. Some people probably got that bundle at four sixty. They probably spent a couple hundred more. If you divide three hundred and sixty thousand by two fifty, Pat Math. Three hundred and sixty thousand divided by two hundred and fifty it's one thousand four hundred and forty uh, orders at most for the for the base unit. I'm not going to say more people aren't going to pre-order. They have a goal of five hundred thousand um, dollars, but they'll, they'll they'll probably get close to that five hundred thousand, maybe, uh, maybe. But it, uh, but it's, it's still not a huge amount of people to to get two thousand people buying your 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 hardware. That's not, in the grand scheme of things. That's not like a a, a huge audience. You would say no. For for the for these aftermarket products. Because then at that point, you have less and less people that are buying each individual module. So it's like, how do you keep the cost down? You Because know, the amount of money for R&D for, for one system is one thing. But now all these different modules you have to do the tooling for and development and production. And your production uh, prices just skyrocket at that point. When you have this whole line uh, of what basically are add-on uh, accessory units.
1: So apparently there are some hidden tiers. Hidden uh, tiers. Uh, Kevtris says, "I don't know how to access it. Um, check the HTML for a list of the hidden reward." Damn, Kevtris, <laughs> they they go up to level twenty. Uh, so beyond two million, yeah. It says, "Don't forget." So check the HTML for a list of the hidden reward tiers. They go up to level twenty. Um, anyways, so well, they're not hitting level twenty. Well, anyways, I I can't. I wish I could see the rest of them. I'm not sure how to find it. Uh, they are um, some that they mentioned. Uh, level 10 is an advanced social network for 3.25 million. Okay. Uh, level 20 is N64 for a cool 8 million. They probably just, or I developed that from scratch maybe or do an FPGA. I don't know. Uh, 3DO is level 19 for 7 million.
0: Woo! That 3DO, the, the people three.
1: And yeah, Philips CDI is like, I think 5 million.
0: All right. Well, it's not official yet. It's hidden in the HTML. It's not official release. That's maybe just, you know that's that's allegedly what it is according to the html from Captris. uh so so any uh, i guess final thoughts on this this is what I'm gonna say is that um i i'm not telling you how to spend your money I'm not I personally would wait until this is released to see what's there and what the reviews are before I put my money in for something that um is a, a, a new basically a, a new company providing something that's you know a new device they don't have a track record i can go off of and you know there was questions before. Let's see this come out, and once it comes out, yeah, put uh, maybe put down. Maybe the tr- price drops. Maybe I say, hey, I'll get that. I'll get that uh, turbo add-on because that that's something I could use for for an HDMI out and could be nice. Um, so that's what I'm I'm gonna say say there. Uh, the other thing that uh, is interesting about the situation though is that they have at least one investor. That's put a lot of money into the development of this, which has is, is allowed, I guess, this to even get to this point, which is why they haven't done an official Kickstarter. So I- investors have to recoup money at some point. Um, if not, they might get angry, and then things behind the scenes might happen, which could get messy. That's a whole other conversation that I, I don't want because I don't know what – if. if if, if the, how much I don't know how their plans are in terms of the investment versus return I have no idea so I can't speak to that with any authority but if there are investors that have put in, in a lot of money which they probably have that could affect how these products come out or if they do at all at some point because if it, say they don't reach the goal and say they say okay we, we have to go back to the investor for more money maybe the investor says no I'm going to cut my losses and get out I mean that's always a potential for situations like this you know that it is or i'm going to take over (laughs) you know at this point depending on how much you know stake they have in it so that's that's a that's a just a i guess a wild card in in situations like this oh oh i think i figured out how to check this list
1: trying to button this up you know what do you got (laughs) Uh, i'm not good at this i i yeah i'd have to you're actually
0: scrolling through the html yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's, that's not the concern to me. Oh, the other, oh, I did see something about what well, if they don't reach $500,000. I think their answer was, oh, I, can, I can find it. It's just something to the
1: effect that we we would investigate why we didn't reach the goal if they didn't reach the 500000 goal. So That, to me, sounds like you're going to go outside and play someone like an accordion for the extra money. I have no idea. I have no idea. So that's something. Uh, that sounds
0: almost intimidating. <laughs> so i don't i don't know i like like i honestly don't know what happens if they don't reach the uh the their five hundred thousand dollar goal. is that is that in the f a q uh, what happens if the initial goal is not met here it is oh they will refund all pre orders and halt additional sales until we can ac- assess a reason okay if the $500,000 initial goal is not met within 35 days, we will immediately refund all pre-orders, good, and halt additional sales of Polymega, trademarked, until we can assess a reason for the lack of interest in the pre-order campaign and attempt to correct it. Does that mean then, then it's just gone? Like the whole thing is gone? That doesn't say like we're going to come back and redo it. What does that mean? Yeah. Is, is this all is this an all-or-nothing Kickstarter, in essence, on the website? Is that what that means? I think that's what that means
1: also someone made a good point that it's supposed to ship in seven months which uh, is a month after you can stop doing chargebacks so be careful well
0: they said they're gonna refund immediately oh, so, but, okay. if, but you're saying if it's hit and it still doesn't come out you can't do a chargeback after i six think months?
1: That, I, that's just something i saw someone say so that's just something to keep in mind okay be careful you're yeah, you're not as much as people, you know, worry about stuff on Kickstarter and um, Indiegogo and all that. You know, there is, there's some at least limited limited accountability. Yeah, limited accountability with where your money is. With Kickstarter, so, at least. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. There you have it. Uh, so I, I wish the folks at Polymega luck in getting this to their, to their goal. But there are some questions I think that are, people are asking that are the right questions. And especially, like I said, when you have a. Uh, you know, a brand-new company that's trying to get this to market, you know, these are reasonable questions. ColecoVision module. Oh, is that hidden in there? Uh, that would be level 10. <laughs> okay. And that's a good way way to end it. <laughs> these days, Ian, you can get practically everything on demand. just like mm-hmm. our podcast. We're that's recording right. it on demand this morning, but you can listen whenever you want when it's convenient for you. You know it's also convenient, Ian?
1: stamps.com
0: that's right stamps.com with stamps.com you can access all the amazing services of your post office right from your desk 24 hours a day 7 days a week when it's convenient for you you buy and print official US postage for any letter any type of package using your own computer and printer and the mail carrier can pick it up you just click you print and you mail you're done then couldn't be easier I've sent plenty of package with stamps.com DVDs CU podcast, uh, wristbands in the past, I've done my, my grab bag of NES games and consoles, Sega CD systems. All that stuff can be sent with Stamps.com. Even a certain NES guidebook can be sent with Stamps.com. Right now, special offer. Right now, using code CU Podcast. This offer is up to 55 bucks in free postage, a digital scale, and a four-week trial. Go to Stamps.com right now. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and click, click it. Type in "cu podcast." That's right, Stamps.com, Enter code "cu podcast." Ian, th- this is a this is a this is an interesting topic that I don't know if we got to be careful about this, but this is this exists. This is a a a, a major tech website with a is it just an advertisement? Here, it's like a half advertisement, a half-article for a questionable retro gaming product.
1: Yeah, it's strange to me to see Gadget promoting a... Bootleg NES... A pirated made? NES
0: Classic Edition. Yeah. That has games
1: inside. And when you look... on These are the... Six... Okay, it's a 600 classic game in one, $50... Uh bootleg NES Classic. These are the ones that people try to sell me at the store and I go, No, <laughs> no, no, I can't take this. No, this is not official. And and you know why also you can't
0: can't take it, Ian? Because those six hundred preloaded games based on classics like Super Mario Bros., Bomberman, and, and, and Tetris.
1: Including remakes of no they're not remakes. They're just they they are they are un it, un, un unlicensed, unlicensed games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a pirated, pirated machine. This is the this is the modern version of what you used to see in the mall on the kiosk before yeah. Nintendo put them out of business. The cartridge in the slammed 90s. into the bottom
1: of the cheap like N sixty four knockoff. Controller. This is that version of that. <laughs> yes, for a new
0: generation, it's just now in an NES Classic with a crappy HDMI out, which is a lot of times an AV uh, composite to HDMI out. By the way, on a lot of these
1: crappy yeah. ass ones. Uh, sometimes it, it, you don't even get the HDMI. I've, I've seen okay, ones. well, let's assume that this as one well. does. This one does. Uh, this console's blocky
0: design and color scheme is reminiscent of the NES. Yes, because it's the NES Classic Edition molds, and is small and lightweight enough to take with you on the go. All you need to do is connect to via HDMI. You can enjoy the 600 preloaded games, including remakes, 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 yep, remakes. Really, that's right. Classics <laughs> like Bomberman, Galaga, Ninja Gaiden, and more. Plus it comes with two controllers so you can challenge your friends. If you want to really live this glory your glory uh, gaming glory days, grab this retro entertainment console today for fifty bucks, down from its normal price of three hundred dollars. <laughs> oh wow, whoa! Normal price of three hundred dollars. These are sure to sell out quick. And when you go to the and when you go to the um the page, uh, uh via the, the I guess the this deals uh, subsidiary of Engadget. You see a marketing picture of games with screenshots that are definitely not remakes of Doctor Mario, okay? Of River City Ransom, this is of Muscle, uh, of Le- Legend of Kage, uh, and games of that nature. Of
1: Teenage Ninja Turtles and Super uh, Spike V Ball, uh, yeah, Super Spike V Ball. This is uh, done by this. This article is by Stack Commerce. So it appears to be some sort of ad. It's an ad deal, but it's an article. But on it's here. an article done by
0: yeah. All right. There's a lot of problems here in gadget. In gadget editorial team, you cannot allow uh, stuff on your website. Like this you can't allow uh, allegedly uh, illegal <sighs> hardware. With with when you look at it, you see the fi- you see the 501 uh, menu picture. That has Adventure Island 2, 3, and 4, Chippendale, Contra Force. It's literally a multi-cart menu screen on yeah. here. Yeah. When you boot this fucker up.
1: Wow. Um, yeah, I got to scan over what's what Stack Commerce is throwing up on your page here. At least it says,
0: Engadget is teaming up with Stack Social. Stack Social to bring you deals uh, on the latest gadgets, tech toys, apps, and tutorials. This post does not constitute editorial endorsement, and we earn a portion of all sales. All right. It's not an endorsement that you th- think this is a good product, but you are willing to get a portion of the sales from, from this. So y- you are at least complicit in advertising this. You have to know that this is on your site. If you have any questions about the products you see here or previous purchases, please contact Stackcom or support here. So Stack Commerce comes to Engadget. They say, hey, we got this great item for sale. Uh, we'll give you a portion of the proceeds. And Engadget's like, okay, we'll do it. You got to be a little better than that, Engadget. Engadget, you are an entrusted website for, like, tech and electronic news and reviews. Yeah. You are – come on, Engadget. Come on, come on, baby. Come on. Come on. You got to do, do a little bit better here. A little bit. A little bit, at least. And, and looking at what products are going, going up on, on, on here you're a part of here. All right, anything else to add there? No. I, it's, it's a little disappointing. The, I think. Yeah, it's just... And just an old, old... You know, there's one of the older... ...sort of tech websites out there, right? Slipping on that one. So they're slipping a bit. All right, we have a we have a Kickstarter, Ian. No, it's not the Polymega. It is Super Combat Fighter. The fighting game of your nostalgic dreams. Digitized actors, tons of content... ...and more wrapped up in one bloody awesome package. All right, so... ...what is this game? This is a throwback game... To the, to the 90s, Ian. Stuff like Mortal Kombat. Or Street Fighter... Street Fighter the movie, the game. Where you have... You have digitized actors. I thought I turned the volume down. And it's like a Mortal Kombat-esque one-on-one fighting game. You know, where you have like the low-res graphics. You have sort of the... Um, not, this, not necessarily the smoothest of animation. Right. Where it's like, oh, you have like a few frames on the jump kick. But that's by design though, right? Lots of blood... You got your big uppercut. Um, I think it's a cute looking game. I think it's a cute looking game. I think, and, and when you looked at these games in the nineties, was that there was that awful one that came out on the PC with that weird, uh, that weird like uh, this, this shaped uh, box? What was that one that was terrible? It also was on the 3DO and CDI. You know what I mean? It looks like a game like that. But this is meant to be sort of a sort of a cheesy, nostalgic sort of throwback to it. There's combos. I'd have to believe there's finishers. There's there's one shot of, of the guy getting uppercutted off off the bridge and he's falling just like in Mortal Looks Kombat. Like Johnny too. Cage. Uh yeah, he's he's Johnny Cage esque, but you know, like a goofier version of it. There there's like ninja looking guys. So their goal the goal here is to get thirty five thousand, which is not unreasonable to design a game like this at all. Uh, they're at seventy-eight fifty with thirty-one days to go. So obviously, there's already debt that's gone into this, um, and the game will cost you. Duh, 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 duh. What will the game cost you? Uh, ass kicker at twenty dollars. You get a digital copy of the game as an ass kicker at twenty bucks. Thirty-five bucks, you get a mini strategy guide plus that. Uh, then it goes up from there, product keys. and Then you get to the, I guess, the, uh, let's see, the really fun ones. You get the Console Wars version at 85 bucks. You get a, a non-functional Red Rage SNES card of the game. <laughs> okay. Very limited. And then you get into, like, the, the, the ones where it's just pie in the sky, where, not pie in the sky, but, okay, you want to be in the game? Well, uh, you get your face in the game as a bloody head for $100. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Then 150 and then you can be the headless warrior. You can be you can be a statue in the game. I remember like in Mortal Kombat there's statues, of some of the older fighters yeah. in the backgrounds. You can do that for 150. Okay, that's cute. Um a monument in the game for two fifty. Uh and then you can get uh the big ones the big ones are uh if you want to be a fighter in the game you can do that. You can be do that for five thousand dollars. If you wanna I guess you gotta fly out and then they'll they'll the push it the on a green trim, screen yeah. and do capture can I ask the team that can I do this by myself set up a green screen if it's acceptable <laughs> do I have to fly out to uh, North Carolina for that I guess you want to make sure you, all the moves get put in I just send me a list of the moves I can I can try to do that there's also for thirty five hundred dollars you can get uh, a Kickstarter only Polycade Arcade cabinet with, um, with this installed Super Combat Fighter and several other fighting games installed so you, you know you, know, you might say, oh, it's a lot of money. Well, there's money going towards uh, the dev as well. well. Yeah, that's obviously the point. Uh, big head mode at $40,000. Three new stages at $45,000. 3 new additional fighters at fifty five, And they have other hidden goals. I would say you better hit that $55,000 goal because right now there's only... I think there's only seven fighters in the default game. Well, it's the original Mortal Kombat. I was seven. So I, I can see that. But in this day and age, you probably want a little more variety sure. in your game besides just, well, who's going to be uh, insane enough to spend spend all that money to put themselves in the game to get an Ian fighter, how about we, we fundraise to get Ian as a fighter <laughs> Jesus, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I uh, I think it looks interesting um, cheat codes, easter eggs they don't have a toasty thing it looks neat, uh, I always thought the graphical style in games like you know Mortal Kombat, um, Kasumi Ninja and the Jaguar um, Is that the one, was it Kasumi Ninja, was that the one that came out also on the PC? I don't think so there was a handful of these games. Kasumi Ninja, I know uh, specifically, is is the Jaguar one. Um, I think that one was only Jaguar. Uh, I always thought the graphical style was neat, and I always wondered why, for a throwback, people never went back and tried to do this again. Uh, you know, because I'm not saying it's easy. Certainly not. But if you know, you don't want to do 3D modeling or something like that, and you're doing something two dimensional, and you want a very specific look for a style in time. I've always felt that this would be a viable option. So it's neat to see someone doing it again. And plus, you can you can do wacky stuff, like play, put your friends in things yeah. like that. Why yeah. not? And it, it just yeah, it seems like it'd be a really fun way to develop a and game. It, and it makes the
0: cheese so apparent that this is what this is. Like, what the combat a, was yeah. always cheesy. Yeah, it's, it was also very cheesy. Right. In the same time. You know, it was like it was like yeah, it was gory, but you know, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, hell, they started putting animalities and babalities and friendships in the game. You know, so it's I guess it's easier in, in that terms of, of knowing what your audience is. But you know, I, not necessarily that this is struggling because many people don't know about this. But I don't know, is, is there you think there's a is there a big market for digitized fighting games anymore? Or is it, it was a, such a throwback to you know twenty now twenty five years ago that might people be like, oh well, that's cute, but that why are we doing this anymore?
1: I don't know. I feel like there's a market for anything that's you know fun and decent it's just a matter of how they promote it it's how they it promote it there. yeah. there's, there's a
0: giant mode where like the guys are the whole screen like have their throwing punches at each other oh yeah, yeah I saw <laughs> that like, so I guess yeah, the you have to digitize you can do other things like that <laughs> uh, uh, oh there's the Ernie Reyes Jr. is, is
1: going to be in the game there you go oh yes all right. Ninja Turtles and Surf Ninjas uh Lore. I love Ernie Reyes Jr. What did I see him in recently? He's, he's been showing up. Uh, it was good to see him. Whatever I saw him was in.
0: was it wasn't he in that short film, the Nathan Drake short film? Oh, that's what he was. in. He was in, in that. Yeah, he was. A, yeah. he was a guy. And I he was so laughing happy laughing to see him. him.
1: Yep. And he shows up. He's like, ah, oh, ha. ha. Yep. And, and he beats
0: him up. Uh, yeah, that was that was great. Uh, yeah, lots of blood, different modes, ten stages, seven fighters. Uh, yeah, and the cool thing about this is, I think, I think part of the charm would be discovering. Some of the secret stuff. This maybe he throws in a secret
1: fighter. Well, when you know. I talk about Mortal Kombat, I, it's never, it's never really the game that I liked. The it, gameplay is 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 standard and average. Let's let's be honest. Um, yeah. I you know some like Mortal Kombat X was actually pretty fun in the gameplay department, but it, it's for me it 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 required a lot of refining for me to care a lot to really get into the fighting of it. The fighting was an acceptable spoon for serving you all that delicious, weird secrets and rumors and the fatalities and stuff yeah, like that. That was really what it was. Mortal Kombat, especially, too, was just this magnificent vessel for, uh, you know, high school rumor and... Uh, yeah, toasty stuff. Oh, reptile. Yeah, and, you know, selling of printed-off uh, strategy guides and yeah finding all that weird shit like noob saiba in the first one uh right. going through all the nonsense to get you know the special battles with the it was it that special was state, the yeah. fun the treasure hunt was always the fun of mortal Kombat. See,
0: seeing someone do the friendship at the first time like what
1: yeah johnny Cage just signing an autograph that's so, funny i think if they loaded up with that oh, sort of I, stuff then they could definitely have a a, a pretty fun I time i would think that because to do a serious style game that's digitized just has never
0: worked when it's like totally serious oh no of course it just not. hasn't it just hasn't hasn't yeah. I wish I remember the PC one with the weird box that's like angled at the bottom someone's gonna tell me that it was like they did one that was, was like a first person one that's one like the first person you see yeah you that I kick. remember yeah that was on the PC that's one I was referencing there but all right well there check it out check it out on Kickstarter super combat fighter and maybe they'll put you know me and Ian in as, as, a, as a decapitated head at least for, for helping oh, <laughs> all right Ian Spider-Man
1: Spider-Man Spooter. Uh, on, on ps4 yep so spider-man um spider-man came out this past week and has been getting uh fantastic reviews rave reviews yeah uh, yeah which is not shocking nope not not surprised insomniac has always been known to do uh solid work um it's an exclusive for ps4 so it was hyped as exclusives for systems generally are um Spider-Man hasn't seen a non-movie entry game since the PlayStation 1, I think. Really? Uh, As far as, well, no, no, that's that's a lie. Holy shit, that's a lie. Never mind. There's definitely been others. Um, But this is the first, like, super big one this there, is there the one like that... the web of shadows there
0: was the okay. 1099
1: so i'm I'm way off yeah that the one with the split different universes come out a few yeah. years ago uh, yeah yeah okay. they did um 1099 that was spider-man dimensions uh um, dimensions so yeah scratch that i'm an idiot um he's an idiot people are excited
0: about this this
1: has been a development of, i mean th- we saw trailers just like two years ago it's been a while right it's been a while so I almost went to pick I almost picked it up yesterday. I wanted some Switch games I wanted instead and they had one copy left, it turned out, and the guy ahead of me bought it anyway. So, so that so this that, is a gigantic yeah. exclusive for, for PS four. Yeah, my buddy I was reading the other day, he went out in Japan and uh he was trying to find a copy for himself and he couldn't find any in his neighborhood and then he went downtown and couldn't find any. And uh so yeah, it's been selling out. So it's been a success. Yes, It's there, it's, uh, it's almost like uh, I saw one person say, well, it's a it's closest thing you get to,
0: like, a, a GTA Spider-Man. Well, there's a main story. You can do side quests and things like that. Swing around, have fun. That's basically all I want it for is to go swinging around. I, and, and that's always been the appeal of Spider-Man because flying like, yeah, you're flying. It's the physics and the fun of swinging. Right. Because you can imagine doing that yourself. You yeah. kind of can like a Tarzan swing or getting the, you know, the old, you know, the... Uh, go to go to your action park and almost die on the rope swing like you can do that kinda you can experience it you can kinda imagine what that would feel like that's it's possible it's possible to web swing in some aspects it's not really possible to fly as far as I know but you can web swing that's what made Spider-Man interesting it's kinda more grounded versus like Superman anyway so turns
1: out Ian there was a, an awkward easter egg in the so, game so yeah it's, it's sad there's, a, there's, a, there's an easter egg in the Spider-Man the new Spider-Man game on the Playstation 4 um it started uh, earlier this year in May of 2018. And to Insomniac's credit, Insomniac Games was real nice to help play along with this. It was a tweet saying, I need yeah. your help. I'm ready to propose my girlfriend. I want to do it in a
0: big way. So yes. you can put an Easter egg of Madison, will you marry me? And we're in the game. A game. And then
1: they're like, okay, yeah. We we, we, we like love. <laughs> yeah. So this gentleman, uh, Tyler, proposed, wanted to propose to his girlfriend, Madison. And uh, they said yes and so they put madison will you marry me maddie will you marry me um on one of the marquees on a movie theater in the game and as you play the game you can um you can see the proposal on the marquee uh sadly as the story goes uh the girlfriend broke up with him this is with tyler Broke up a few weeks before it was released, the game. Yep. Broke oh. up with him a few weeks before it was released mm. uh, and had started dating mm. his brother. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And uh, apparently they had sent messages, and of course, you know, things can always be a work, but they uh, they sent some messages and, you know, they got some confirmation on that story apparently from the girlfriend, and uh, uh, Insomniac is looking to make it a little less... Uh so I'm next gonna try to make it a little less depressing said so they're gonna reach out and uh, do something and I believe Tyler said he's going to he recommended doing it in a uh, remembrance of his, of his, his grandmother who passed away from cancer and helped
0: oh helped ignite his passion grandma gave him his first Spider-Man comic as well as a copy of Amazing Fantasy 15 that's a killer grandma right yep. there what an awesome grandma so my grandma wouldn't buy me a Destro figure
1: at the flea market when I was a kid so uh, why, why not grandma anyway so yeah, I mean, I guess that'll end up being the the nice thing about it is you know well, it'll end up being a memorial to Grandma Spider Man, Tyler. Uh, Tyler, let me speak
0: to you, buddy. You dodged a fucking bullet based upon the information we have here. Yes, and it looks like so. So the, the idea originally came from uh, the, the the girlfriend suggestion to Tyler that she wanted a public proposal at a gaming convention.
1: Oh right, yeah. There's that
0: public. That's part. a that's a red flag. That that shows me that. If someone wants to be on display like that in front of everyone, it's more about them and not you, buddy. That's a that's a case of narcissism going on. You dodge a bullet, buddy. Especially when, well, they, they, she's now dating your brother. So that person is probably, I could say, borderline psychopath at that point.
1: Yeah, probably also, there was probably also some other warning signs. Um, also, maybe don't... Don't plan your proposal that far out in advance. No, anyone. No. Anyone. Well, 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 this was only six
0: months. Well. Which, that's a reason. If 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 the girlfriend brought up the fact that she wanted to be proposed to a certain way, then she was open to it, apparently. Sure. But now it's come out that where she said, well, we didn't get together. The This is the update on the Kotaku article. The idea that she left him for his brother is actually in dispute. In a message to Kotaku, Maddie's girlfriend said that the new relationship with his brother began after the
1: breakup. Well, that makes it yeah, much better. Right, yeah. I, I saw that, and I was like, oh. Uh, Oh, they're not actually oh disputing no. it. It's, just, still, it's still disgusting. It's just the timing. And the brother's
0: even more disgusting. Because the brother should know that, what the fuck am I doing <laughs> here? Not only am I dating my my brother's ex, but he's been publicly humiliated and potentially in front of millions of people. Now, so Tyler, buddy, you dodge a bullet. Maybe pick him a little better next time. And don't, d- don't worry about the world knowing about this. About your proposal in the future. So there you go, Tyler. Bounce back here. Honor your awesome-sounding grandmother in the game. Insomniac, you're helping out there. Good for you. And that's all I'm going to say. That's disgusting. The whole situation is kind of weird. Makes me feel icky. It sounds like a Jerry Springer episode, but now in a PS4 game. Mm -hmm. All right, gamers, aren't they great? Ian, we have a strange scumbag. Scumbag seller seller of the The week week, week, update Robert Robert Stack style update update. update. All right, so about 24 to 36 hours after our last scumbag show of the week for the 5th anniversary was Reprogaming.com so Reprogaming.com was selling uh, pirated uh, not pirated excuse me counterfeit uh, NES Super Nintendo games etc as well as uh, you know those one off like uh, fan hacks and translations and
1: things like that by the way, the fan hacks the thing doesn't necessarily bother me. It's No, that's the, all, it's yeah. a counterfeit. Yeah. So Repro Gaming, after they found out
0: about uh, our podcast segment, put up a, a message on their site saying we're going to take down all those counterfeit games, because they didn't call them counterfeit, but all those games that could be confused with the originals, and I think, I think they believed they said they were going to put them back up with maybe a different color uh, they, shell.
1: I think they said with, like, black shells so
0: that they couldn't be. So apparently someone, someone gave them the message or someone... Message them about it um and they also then posted something they're doing a 10 percent off sale at at some point coming back online so then they quickly they changed their message like twice but so now when you go to reprogaming.com, it says the following many thanks to all our they changed it again store permanently closed many thanks to our customers for their messages of support and for having been with us in this adventure adventure it's, you're not Indiana Jones you're, sell, you're selling counterfeit games by the way we truly <laughs> wish you all the best you're a repro gaming team okay so I don't know what messages you got from people saying oh, you're selling counterfeit games I'm not taking any blame though for putting a, a disreputable business out of business if, if you're gonna put it on us put it on us I'm not also taking any joy in this either though No, because it's like it's a, it's a it's a shitty situation to begin with because there might have been some investment behind this of money to get you know, the stockness going online and sourcing through AliExpress, probably that's where 99% of these games come from, or maybe they're just a direct wholesaler. I don't know. Either way, you want to avoid these situations. You do.
1: Yeah. Just don't do it.
0: Just don't, just don't, don't, don't go into business selling this shit. Just don't. I'm not saying me and Ian are like the, the, the long arm of the, of the, uh, retro gaming law here. But, you know, I, th- the reason we like to bring attention to this is to know that people people out there are trying to make money off of, of this stuff and they don't care what happens along the way in terms of the process. That's all. They don't care that they're, they're uh, breaking copyright law. They don't care that uh, they're potentially hurting mom and pop business they don't care that potentially people buying these games a few years from now are gonna be buying counterfeits from a lot of money from mom and pop shops mom and pop shops get in trouble for buying ga- uh, games and merchandise that are counterfeit like there's a whole chain of, of bad things that could happen here basically for for me it's just don't help scam
1: your fellow man
0: well yes don't don't scam your fellow man should that be a t-shirt um
1: uh, yeah yeah probably should be it
0: should be a t-shirt so, and of course, out there, I'm sure there's tons of other counterfeit websites out there you can access. You can you can probably even find them on eBay. eBay doesn't care that this stuff is on there. You know, they don't. So, there you go. There you have it, Ian. Is there any other lesson to be learned here?
1: Stay in school.
0: Stay stay in school?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's your, that's your lesson here? Yeah. Well, there is some business acumen in order to put together a website like that, even selling counterfeit goods. I guess, redirect... There's a lot of the hustling backwards that's going on, I think, in the in the retro gaming community. Sure. And I think this is this is one good example of that. have, have that have that business actman, go towards something that's not weird and deceptive and, and piracy. Piracy ish. Piracy ish. Pirate ish. Do it towards something good and noble. All right. Uh Ian, you want to talk about the uh the grease proof Xbox One controller? Or... Yeah,
1: I'd like to jump on this. Uh jump real on quick. it real quick. We've got a yeah. half hour left to recording. Um so uh, Xbox uh, or Microsoft Australia, uh, Xbox Australia has announced a grease-proof <laughs> Xbox One controller that features a special coating that is resistant to grease and oil, um, which is kind of crazy. Uh, they're teaming up with uh, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds PUBG to make it. Um, it's going to be done in the, uh, colors, uh, associated with, uh, battlegrounds, which I believe is like an orange and a white. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's basically like battle hardened. Uh, it's going to be scratch proof, um, and water resistant and grease resistant,
0: grease resistant, so grease proof. If,
1: if you're eating your Cheetos or your, your pizza or your roves or, um, you know, whatever it is, uh, yeah, you're not gonna get your slimy hands and fingers. Uh, you're not gonna, you know, special coating resistant to grease and oil.
0: That's like a 3M fucking proprietary poly polymer spray,
1: probably on there, in order to do that. Um, as as it states in the article, though, uh, Game Informer's Dave Milner points out that the urethane coating that keeps it grease free uh actually makes the controller look rather greasy
0: (laughs) it it looks slippery yeah it's probably like that again it's like probably some sort of like 3m-ish thing where it's a polyurethane it's it's, that's basically what it is yeah that's what does it my my friend one time he was uh he worked for uh he was a contractor for the navy he got a chance to go up next to an abram's tank one time Mm -hmm. and feel the coating on it he said it felt slippery the coating. It, oh, yeah. it makes it sustain like fucking Atomic Blast, those tanks. So I'm not saying that technology is on the Xbox controller, but it's in that family of like... This is, this is high-tech stuff going on there.
1: So they're making 200 of these, but... Yep, they're but, only making 200. But five are going on this one Facebook page for the, for the contest, right? Uh, it says, each controller is individually numbered. 200 are being made globally. Uh, you can visit the Xbox ANZ Facebook page to find out how you can win one. So I don't know what percentage are being set aside to win. You thing coding.
0: Okay. I was in the ballpark. Paul. you Um thing.
1: However, depending on what the price is to make these, I feel like grease-resistant controllers would be fantastic as a person who spends a lot of time cleaning controllers at their job I would love it if more controllers mm. were grease resistant you know that, that finger grime on there oh mm. boy it's so good uh, by the way the
0: picture of it, is, it has it in, in, a, in a bowl of, of, of greasy fried chicken uh, oh that's it's good Cause, because because it's Winner Winner Chicken Dinner as a ah, phrase yeah. in Fortnite, which is an old ass fucking- No, that's
1: PUBG. Oh, it's PUBG? PUBG is Winner Winner Chicken so, Dinner. why they showing the, the chicken dinner there? Because that's PUBG. This is for PUBG. Oh, why well, don't think it was for Fortnite. I don't know. I, I even just said it was for PUBG, like, before you said that. Well, I wasn't paying attention. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think you ever do. Um, yeah. So, that's... I don't know. I think that's a really good idea. Um, even the best of us... Get gross and sweaty and greasy when we're playing games sometimes. Sure, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm getting gross and sweaty right now. If you're having a heated gamer it. moment, if
0: you're having a heated gaming moment, can they, can they, can they build a control that's resistant to uh, r-
1: racial epithets or, or racists that just fucking <laughs> blows, <laughs> just fucking blows you back through the wall and out the window into traffic if you pick it up and just knocks your ass dead, <laughs> just fucking kills you on the spot. Jeez, Ian. yeah. Anyways. Hopefully, hopefully, there's
0: some AI then for, for that heated game one Knows if you're just has a lapse in judgment or you yeah,
1: you know, you just got real racist for a second because someone shot you. Okay, <laughs> all
0: right, Ian. Anything else to add here? You know, we're the official battle royale uh, podcast here, so we've had to mention at least one topic. Yeah, yeah, we did. Rx bar is a whole food protein bar. What does that mean? It means their bars are made with real whole ingredients. Enough for they tell you what's in here three egg whites, six almonds. Four use two dates. And there you go. You know exactly what's in here. Beyond being a go-to snack that ch- checks off a number of nutritional boxes, RX Bars are actually, actually delicious. They're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free. Whether you like sweet or savory chocolate or flute fl- flavors, fruit flavors, Ian. <laughs> There's definitely an RX Bar for you. Let's see. We got a uh, chocolate sea salt. I've had that one. I've peanut had peanut butter. butter chocolate. That's tasty. You have the mixed berry in your hand. Mixed berries. I've had blueberry coconut chocolate. It's all good. They're good for breakfast on the go. Snack at the office. Throw one in your bag uh, when you're going out for for a ride or a hike or the airplane. Pre post workout snack. Egg white protein eat stands out as a source of protein that is easy for your body to absorb. It brings in like the the rays of the sun. It just gets right in there. Fourteen flavors. 14, there's mango pineapple, the ones we mentioned. There's berries, chocolate, sea salt, mint chocolate, peanut butter. Mint chocolate. Coffee chocolate. You want that little kick? Yeah. Go for that one. Right now, RX Bar also has a RX Nut Butter, which contains a few simple and similar ingredients like egg whites, fruits, and nuts. Each single-serve packet contains delicious creamy nut butter with 9 grams of high-quality protein. It's squeezable and spreadable. You got some toast. You got a bagel. You got good old waffle pancake. It's good for you. You can pair it with pretzels, even, or rice cakes. Right now, we have a special offer. Special offer for these yummy bars we've had, them; they're delicious. Uh, you, right now, you go to rxbar.com slash podcast for 25% off, by the way. You enter pro- promo code cupodcast at checkout. Again, go to rxbar.com slash podcast. Enter promo code cupodcast at checkout for 25% off. Go for something yummy, something nutritious and wholesome, RX Bar. Get chewing. All right, we have our Patreon uh, Q&A poll going on. Go to patreon.com slash podcast Ian, and you get some good goodies there. Like Ian has a writing once a week. He has a
1: hangout once a month. Doing my hangout this Saturday, uh, September the date. All right. And uh, what's the date?
0: Well, by the time this comes out, though, it might be after that. But if you listen to it, you're going to hear it. Oh, yeah. Well, you, well, audio, you'll hear it. <laughs> Saturday the fifteenth, the Saturday the fifteenth. All right, so noon. The voting is the voting is in. Meh. In third place at thirteen percent only. What game should get a remastered version? Remastered version similar to Streets of Rage four. No one cares at thirteen percent. Thirty-seven percent. If you could do a, a one-room mini arcade, what handful of games and pinball would you, would go in it? Thirty-seven percent. And at fifty percent, the winner, most overrated popular gaming console from the past and take it away
1: most overrated popular gaming console from the past super nintendo explain why you think it's overrated Ian. it's rated i mean it's a good system it's a good system it's a good s- so you give it a solid seven out of ten is that what you're going to give it 6.5 I, oh wow you would give me the seven I, I i mean i'd possibly give it a seven i mean if we're going by like <laughs> if we're going by like modern day ign rating standards sure uh if we're using if we're using like uh I mean if we're, if modern we're day, use a regular 7 a 7's okay a if third. we're using like a schoolyard like seven, you know C 70 no is no not schoolyard schoolyard school is, is is failing 70's a D it was a D in my grade school yeah, 60 was a D where I was 70 was no, C Public 80 schooling. was B 90 was A Uh sure fine They, they, then a 7 out of 10 Um no it's a fine system it's I like action and platformer more than most anything. And bring up the list of games now. Okay, go on. Genesis has a lot of that. The Super Nintendo's standout titles are RPGs, um, and that that was great for me back then. But I don't have the time so much now to right, go so back and play all these classic
0: no... RPGs. So give me examples of like five Genesis games that there's not a, a
1: comparable one on on the Super Nintendo. Um, like you got to back this up. People are going to come for your head. You got to back it up. I'm just saying that Genesis in general has more games like and the libraries are comparably the same size like 700 Genesis 800 Super Nintendo
0: something like that they're they're roughly the same size
1: Uh, when I look at like the Genesis library I can find stuff like um, Ristar Toe Jam and Earl um, the Mickey Mouse games that I like the Castle of Illusion and World of Illusion the haunting Um, well that's an interesting one I I like the Aladdin better on the Genesis um better version of RoboCop vs. Terminator uh, the um, Rocket Knight Adventures 1 which isn't on Super Nintendo um, the Streets of Rage series which I like better than what's on there the Sonic the Hedgehog games uh, basically and then, and then you've got your, your shooters in general your Truxton your Musha I mean that sort of thing. It's just well, the shoot,
0: shooters on Super but they don't, they're not they're like, not as great. caliber.
1: It, you, can get, right. you can get it's not the same caliber you can get like,
0: UN squadron. You can get
1: stuff like that. Yes, but not as many, not the same caliber to me. Also Strider, it's a more arcade focused machine. Sega has always been a more arcade focused company except for the Arcade ports of stuff like
0: Mortal Kombat 2 which is a hell of a lot better than Super Nintendo. Sure, Street Fighter 2 is a hell of a lot better than Super Nintendo. So the fighting games on the Genesis, I would say, are not close to the Super.
1: Overall, That's, it's just where my taste lies. Sure, I'm just super saying nin- no. Yeah, Super Nintendo uh, sports is a fine games system. though. Sports games Genesis okay. is NHL '94 on the Genesis is, better than is the probably super the best. Not that the Super Nintendo game games, time.
0: not that the NHL, uh, Super Nintendo games are trash. They're just not as good as the Genesis. Yeah, but it's not as they don't feel as right. Things like that. But you have Tecmo Super Bowl. Oh, it's on both systems. That's right. But you're, you're gonna maybe defend stuff like Mega Man X series. You maybe defend that? I didn't say it's
1: bad. I just said it's overrated. You're defend that? Jesus. No. This is the thing. Overrated does not mean bad. Overrated means overrated. I, mean, I like the Super Nintendo. I think it gets blown too hard. NBA Hang Time was awesome on the Super Nintendo.
0: That's. It, it's close to not well. The arcade is toned down. N64 wants the arcade, but that's a good one. Um, there was a lot of weird stuff on the Super Nintendo that didn't show up on the Genesis. You, you had games that some were bad, some were good, some were bad like Bay Bay's Kids, like Weird licenses. Time Tracks is actually better than average according to a certain Super Nintendo guidebook's coming out. So they they took like there's some weird licensing that happened. I, that, I think companies saw Super Nintendo still as like the family system and went to them. and Never bothered with the Genesis. Yeah, there's
1: some Viacom stuff that never came out on the Genesis. Like Rocco's Modern Life never came out on the Genesis.
0: But you're right. It is a console where I think... Uh, and I said this in my haunting... Pat Point Review. Genesis took more chances on stuff. Um, there was definitely games that would never... Like the haunting would never have come out in the Super Nintendo. It was just too bizarre, too adult, too weird, too gory in places that
1: that would not have come out. You get the Genesis Ghostbusters. You get... That's right. I mean, you just get... Altered Beasts, like I said, you get a lot more action arcade platform Twitch-type game experiences that when you really sit down and look at the Super Nintendo library... As compared to Genesis or even the original Nintendo, and I think if if I think if if someone were to come at me for that, and I say, well, no, just compare the number of those games from the NES to the Super, and that's kind of where that happened for me as a kid, as I became a bigger fan of the Genesis. You saw that there was a shift, kind of in their in their focus on what type of games, especially Nintendo, even as a first party. Um, you you went to these longer, more story focused games and genesis still had a lot of the pick up and play fast action stuff
0: all right uh she's the most overrated popular gaming console Oof, that's tougher for me because i don't think nes is overrated i don't think the super is genesis i think is rated right where it should be um man that's a tough one um I always want to say N
1: sixty four, but I don't know if it's I, I feel um, like it's getting to the point that's where too it's too easy to say though. I mean, okay. I I used to want to say but Is a GameCube overrated? Or mm-hmm. rated properly? The GameCube seems to be rated properly. I don't think I don't I think bet- it, the, the reason why I, I would almost say N sixty four now is it's getting to the point where a lot of people in the store talk it up real big because it's that sweet spot for people who grew up with it yeah
0: yeah okay you know it is the N64 I was gonna say Neo Geo I think it's a little bit overrated it is but that's not it wasn't popular N64 is overrated uh, and, and, yes, we're at the point now, like, uh, Normal Boots is doing, the, doing the, like, their tournament of champions right now for Super Nintendo games. Are, like, the 16... 16-
1: I saw Pokemon Snap should win, but it, it didn't.
0: But here's the point, though. Once you get past, like, their list in the tournament, there's not a huge hell of a lot more you need to play on that system. Sure. It, like, you're pretty much... You get to, like, 20 games on the N64, you're pretty much set. And I've always maintained that. You're pretty set. They didn't put snowboard kids in. Well, you take, join Normal Boots, Ian. You can get <laughs> into the debate with Gerard and, and, and Jared and all of them. But um, when you look at the N64 game list, you're not really seeing a bunch of games that people are clamoring for remakes or remasterings of. You're not really have a lot of franchises that, that are still alive to this day that are like, oh, yeah, I remember that fond of. Uh, give me an example here, Ian. Or show me one that. Um, I don't know, Chopper Attack
1: do people say, I'll come the store and say I want to copy a chopper attack people do and when they do I look at it and go this I, I've never once been excited about even thinking about trying this game or looking into it but you know it's probably one that they had growing up and they're like oh I'll take that um, Mike Piazza's Strike Zone so even so, even the sports games are sort of are like one-offs they weren't like I can probably tell you on three fingers how many copies of Mike Piazza's Strike Zone
0: I've sold <laughs> was since. it a good game maybe know, who knows uh, you you do have like this sort of like ones that are kind of still remembered like uh, mystical ninja uh, on on the system, but for the most part, the N sixty four was a weird hybrid sports and racing system with a, a good a, uh, good first party games and, and and a handful of like third party games. I mean that's basically what the system was. Yeah. When you get down to it, I mean half the system is racing and sports games.
1: It really is. Yeah. For two Nintendo fanboys, we both did just call out. Nintendo systems is overrated <laughs> oh,
0: that is true yeah we did well I, I would argue that I think mine is a little more of a slam dunk versus the Super Nintendo but you know there it is N64 Super Nintendo but uh well I, I think Super Nintendo is fine personally nothing to do a
1: it it has to be rated a lot to be overrated to some that,
0: that is true it has to be highly rated to be over, over that, that is true it can't be lowly rated to be overrated yeah Alright, uh someone's coming to the store to to get uh uh let's see. They're gonna come in and get Indie Racing two thousand soon. All right. All right, I got some Q&A time on the CU you podcast. Uh this is from at the Real Cheetah. <laughs> Have you or Ian e ever questioned why you collect, perhaps a little burnt or frustrated. How did you get over it? Congrats on the only recent milestones, been watching about six years. Say hey to Frank.
1: Um yeah, I've, I've definitely burnt out on collecting before um a, a few times and uh what was the first part of that question? There was Qu- question a, why you collect or you little burnt uh, out why week. Um why? I don't know. I I like to to me there's a little bit of obsessive compulsiveness to it. Um I did therapy for like two years. That got me through a lot of my, over my obsessive compulsiveness, but there's still all so to the infamous Caltron deal. Was no. It, was it a lot of therapy? No. Um, but there was, there is still part of me that likes to have like a little collection or a little set of things. And I like to think of it as a, I don't know, like an insurance policy against boredom sometime in the future, even though when I get bored, uh, now I can't settle on deciding on anything to do. Uh, When I've burnt out on collecting, the the two ways I got around it, the first time was to really look at my collection and decide, holy shit, the reason I'm burnt out on it is because I have too much stuff and I don't need half of this. So um, I slashed my collection in a huge way. Um, Biggest thing was getting rid of almost all of my NES stuff. And it felt great. And I didn't feel bad about buying games for the stuff that I was still interested in, like PC Engine. Um, I felt... Actually, a lot better about that collection. I was only buying what I want for the PC Engine, um, and when I still add a game to the PC Engine collection, I still feel good about it because I know I use them and I like them and I'm having fun with it and I play them. Um, and when I started to uh, realize that PC Engine, you know, over the years, uh, you know, especially within the past three or four, uh, I started, you know, started to get a little priced out of my own hobby. Um, I still buy the PC Engine games, but that started to kind of kill off a little bit of the collecting for me, and then um, I've always loved handhelds, and I've always bought Game Boy games, but that's when I really started to start searching actively for black and white Game Boy games just as a way when I'd go to conventions and such to be able to say I came back with something because when I'm at these conventions I only ever really look for like PC Engine titles and there's almost never any PC Engine titles at these conventions. Very
0: rarely. Our buddy Carlson has
1: them. Yeah of course and I always grab some from Carlson but if he's not there um, so I started looking for these Game Boy games and I just started having a, a blast with it. You know there's just so many black and white Game Boy games out there that most people never played. Um, that over the past five years, I've had a really good time. Um, you know, taking the risk on buying some. Weird I, ones. I
0: have a I have a bunch you can borrow. did you borrow one one time for me to play?
1: No, you never bought that that fish fish one river fish. What, what the oh, heck? I did buy that from you. Oh, yeah. You bought it from me. Yeah, I bought that from you. Uh, Legend of the River King.
0: Oh, I thought you should borrow that. Oh,
1: we could do a rental
0: system with the Game Boy games in. How strange. I have a whole Tupperware of them in the other rooms, in the, in the weird front room that's filled with garbage. Um, I've never questioned why I collect. I have a question to the extent I've collected. I know why I collect. It's nostalgia, empty childhood, fill that hole in your soul. That's easy stuff that you should work out through therapy. And plus you have, hate to say it, a lot of people get in collecting because they have too much expendable income. Yep. If you if you are struggling to eat or to uh, support a family or to have a mortgage, you you are more likely more likely not to spend money on bullshit. Even though we have seen personally people in the store and people in our lives and people uh, that I know, someone personally that should not have been spending the amount of money they had because they didn't have that money to spend. Yep. So when you have an expendable income, especially when you're 20s, you're out of college, you have a decent paying job, like like I did, um, and you know, especially when you're you're living at home still. If you're living at home still and have a, a full-time job, there's a lot of money going in your pocket at yes. that point. When you, don't have a, when you don't have a lot of bills, or I think I had I had, uh, I had uh, some student loans, but I didn't have any, any car bills yet. I saw a crappy old uh, geo-prism with BB holes in the side of it. I saw that going on. So it was really money to eat and to buy NES games. That's really where the money was going. And going to T G. I Fridays and, get, and getting their uh, their, their great Mott sticks and Oreo madnesses at the time, which is why I was overweight. The flat mat, mot sticks. Flat Mod sticks?
1: Yeah, that's how the, Fridays. The, the wheel does one on they, that.
0: they they put, they put them on top of the burger sometimes. I was not healthy eating out T G. I Fridays and Benegins. I was not. Anyway, so it was it's always been to me My dad loves Benegins. Ben Oh Anyway. So that's what I would say I, I question to the extent am I going overboard buying too many things am I spending too much money in the grand scheme of things even if I can not afford it should I be spending the money could I be going towards other things could I be going on a vacation with that money you know it, when you have to when you have to spend money to on top of the money for your collection like like buying new shelves and maybe buying Castle Country it, it, then you start to question things more. Yes. And also start to question, I'm um, buying these things now for some sort of weird enjoyment. Where? How am I going to enjoy it five years from now, 10 years from now?
1: That's also, uh, that was, that's also when I know I'm kind of getting to another breaking point where I need to stop a collection uh, get rid of a collection or you know, just call it quits on something. Sure. Or, or start consuming some of those things and then passing them on is when I'm like, okay this has gone from, this is for a rainy day or a I, rainy week I, to yeah. when am I going to have four rainy years? Yeah, I, I'm still looking at the day
0: when I get a U-Haul and bring half my collection to Luna Video Games, two locations in El Cajon and in uh, Chula Vista. Vista so that, that will happen at, at some point probably next year once I'm more settled I'm going to say okay let's really pare this down let's get rid of half of the Genesis games half of the n 64 games most of them because there's only 10 games you need you know half of the overrated Super Nintendo games <laughs> <laughs> alright next question this will have to be my last uh, I got it
1: the, the, the uh, take uh, pro- it takes uh, them I,
0: forever I, to k- get uh, here keeping up gaming What's the one thing you miss the most about classic gaming that you wish would return? I, for one, miss instruction manuals.
1: I'm gonna fucking go with instruction manuals, <laughs> actually, um, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I saw this uh, question and it, uh, it, it, it 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 homed in on me like a fucking laser. Um, so, a I I I just I love instruction manuals. Um, uh, ones that I really like, there's uh, the Nightmare of Draga for the PS2 has a great one. Full color, lots of cute little chibi art, you know, of the characters drawn in there. Um, you know, like Gil, the main character, and it's like little cartoons of him, and they're like showing you how you can move around the map screen and all that. Um, I love old manuals that have like the hand-drawn art. It's cute. It looks fun especially like in the old NES and Super Nintendo manuals where getting screenshots and stuff like that wasn't a perfect science and Mm -hmm. it was sometimes just obviously pictures of a TV or um, you know instead like the, the monsters were literal like rough sketches. Oh, of the artwork. That, I love the artwork in was, NES Mario. Yeah, yeah. So because half the time it's like they hired someone just from
0: the office that, all right, Yeah, we need some picture that kind of looks like him and sometimes they look nothing like them. Right.
1: I, do your best job at a Moblin. Okay, fine. Okay, sure. sure here you and go then, on. you know, the, the names underneath the monsters and such. I love that stuff. And there were some companies that were, you know, still putting in that effort in the PS2 and even a few in the, you know, 360 and PS3 and Wii days. Um, but now it's, you know, it seems like uh, unless it's a special edition or something that limited run does, um, <laughs> there's a special and a limited. I think that's a that's a two a two for. Um, you don't see a man a manual. Uh, Vani has been interested in playing Monster Hunter on the Switch. She really enjoyed watching Monster Hunter World uh, when I was playing that. She likes all the characters. Um, she's always been interested in the game um and she loves the switch so you know she's like okay i think i'm gonna get this one so i i picked it up i love monster hunter and i'm thinking i i tried the demo just to um show her what it was and the demo lets you try it like six fighting styles and i realized going into the demo oh right there's no tutorial there's just nothing. They don't, show you, they don't tell you what any of the buttons are. Monster Hunter is notoriously difficult to get into. They, they don't hold your hand for any of it. Um, world made it a bit easier. So I, I go and I grab my physical copulator. And I'm just like, I know there's no manual, but Why? Some game I, I know that most games stopped needing manuals because of hand holding tutorials uh-huh. and that's why most of them don't need it. But there is still a need for a manual. There's nothing like well, having reference. a paper yeah. reference. A reference guide. Fighting games. Fighting games. Uh, fighting games. Complicated RPGs or things with lots of controls lots of and enemies. lots of shit to do, like you know, Monster Hunter or like I said, role playing games. Uh, anything with like a complicated set of move, moves. Moves. It, yeah. It's it, it's. I, we it, it it's it's absurd. I've played five Monster Hunters, and even I would like some sort of reference because I mean your Monster Hunter games span you know 3DS, PSP, PS2, uh, you know PS4, Xbox. Now you're playing these games with complex control schemes, and I've played them on four different systems. It's nice to have something to look at. Yeah, you know, and, and looking your phone is not going to cut it, looking at an FAQ. I've tried. Two it two sucks. One. I was trying to do that last night yeah. to help Vani with the demo. And what ends up is she would probably love that game, but I think by the end of just trying to fuck around with the controller and figure out, like, the different controls for sheathing and unsheathing, she's like, eh, she was frustrated as shit. So manuals, they can help you sell things. Like, oh, no, manuals are nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, plus, they can tell a story. Yes. Yeah.
0: You know, the first time I played Legend of Zelda, everyone opened up that thick-ass manual and had, like, the stories. Oh, there's a backstory to this. Because it wasn't, like, a sprawling backstory to a lot of console games at the time. It was like, oh, right. hit 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 the monkey in the face and get a prize. Like, that was the story to a lot of games. You
1: but, know, like, so, <laughs> yes. Very good. A prize. <laughs> this is, uh, and this is maybe old man me talking at this yeah. point now. I mean, that's the practical reason why I miss manuals. Um, but old man me is, uh, I want to be able to like turn on a game and get to playing it in maybe about 10 minutes, not oh, half sure. an hour, 35, like with the intro story. That was a great thing about a manual. Open it up, read that intro, be like, okay, I got some oh, context. No. I used to read the entire yeah.
0: NES manual before I played the game. I would read
1: the whole thing. Okay, I'm set. I know the enemies. I know what's going on. I know the controls. I think it has two buttons. I used CCL. to love taking the manuals for a new game to work and uh, to school and breezing through them there in the, go. the morning and homeroom. All right. Uh, real quick for me... Uh, I miss the surprise of uh, in
0: retro games when a game came out. Yeah, you see some screenshots Nintendo Power, and you see, oh, it's coming out in spring. Okay, Three Stooges is coming out next year. I love those Three Stooges marathons uh, locally that my dad would tape over in the VHS and yelled at me one year because I taped <laughs> over by accident and I was upset for a week. But I love the I love those games uh, that you know they give you like oh Pack Watch. Oh, this game's coming out, and, and, and you know, and Sega Visions or, or Turbo Plays. Oh, Legendary X is coming out next year or whatever. So nowadays, you you have not just you know an announcement of the game two years before it comes out or five when it comes to like the new fucking Elder Scrolls game. It's like oh, this game's gonna in development. You'll see it in thirty years, but until that time, you're going to have various character trailers and gameplay trailers and announcements. You kind of have a be- open beta where anyone can play it and know what the gameplay is exactly like. Then you're going to have um Uh, the E3 you can play it at E3 then you're going to have IGN be able to play it early so you're going to have all this you know the game and then like when Spider-Man came out it's like oh here's the first 20 minutes of the game before the game's out I can't stand that the first 20 minutes of the game before it's out do you imagine when a Super Nintendo game came out and and Nintendo said here's the first 20 minutes of Super Mario World like do you imagine that it would have ruined it for you yeah there's no surprise anymore the magic is fucking gone and that's old man Pat we don't need to see the first hour of a game, and that goes Nintendo too. Here's the first hour of Breath of the Wild or whatever. Like, we don't need to see that yeah, much. Yeah, they're of it. doing
1: that with Mario, and for whatever reason, with those sorts of games, it feels even more dirty. More dirty. It's like, no, I, I want to.
0: I, I want the. I want to be able to see the first boss of the game before yeah. I get there. You know, I don't want to see that. I don't want to. I want to d- discover myself. That's part of the experience of video games. I got. I, I
1: was angry when Nintendo. That's the adventure. When Nintendo told everyone, like, they. I can't believe Nintendo blew the whole you turn into a T Rex thing. It was oh. like, just let that be everyone's surprise. <laughs> well, you know, they, they wanted to make sure it sold, and the, yeah, the Switch was
0: still sort of in, not limbo, but we want to make sure this is a smash hit, this system, and yeah. obviously it is. But, all right, but, but imagine, though, no, if they showed you, did they show you every single, it shows you the bullet bill changeover? in that didn't they
1: yeah they Anyways, did. it was a great game but yes uh, at the end of the day I, I agree I, 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 I think I've even said that in response to a similar question on the podcast before oh, I'm not that you. the 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 lack of even just from the people who play games the lack of desire to be surprised anymore is mind blowing. yes people want too much info about these games too
0: yeah like imagine if they didn't announce half these characters for smash and they kept it a secret now it's like, oh, here's all 75 characters in all the levels before you get into it.
1: Wouldn't it be more fun if
0: they kept some of that back? Yeah, you know? but
1: would they sell as many copies? Yes, they
0: would, Ian, because you don't yes. need 80 fighters in any fucking game. Well, 50's enough fighters for a game. Yeah, <laughs> well, sure, but if someone's going to be that whiny, but, oh, my character's not in
1: it, I don't think it is. They'll find out later from someone else that it's an unlockable. They would, though. I mean, it's, it's more cutthroat now, so I don't know. Maybe people would watch yeah, that bitch and... That
0: Smash thing's fucking weird. The whole thing is weird, by the way. There's so many weird fandoms mixed up into Smash.
1: Nintendo fans and enemies are weird. And enemies? <laughs> Nintendo. Are, you, are
0: you, You're an enemy now for not liking Super Nintendo. I'm an enemy for not liking N64. But we're fanboys. Anyway, is that it? That's I, it. I, I got rid of a, 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 a topic because Ian has to call his lift. He should probably do it now while I'm talking to him. Uh,. Ian's going to do a Google Hangout this weekend on the, was it the 16th? Saturday the something. So the 15th. 15th. And I'll be at, I'll be at, uh, <laughs> I'll game con in New Jersey, my home state. I'll get some pork roll because that's healthy. I'll do that. Um, and Say I,
1: hi to Rocco. Rocco hi, Rocco. Would, Say hi to Antoinette. Rocco, hi, Antoinette.
0: Rocco came up to me at the booth uh, in Hartford. came up to me and said, hey, Rocco. The biggest wet wooly of my life right in that year. Oh, he's a... Like, like he's Rock a up. good boy. Buy me dinner first before we do that next time, buddy. He's such a good guy. Yeah, he he loves me. Uh, and, and you'll miss out the sushi sushi village we're gonna be at. Yeah, sushi. That's the best one. But I won't see Norm this year there. But I just saw him. Norm Norm's a good guy. You yeah. might
1: see the CFOs guys. They're not coming. Oh, they're not. I was text texting with Mike, but they're not gonna make it. They're not gonna make it. Unfortunately, bummer. All
0: bummer. Right. You can't black out again this year. Uh,
1: I was I was with it, <laughs> with it. <Yeah. laughs> I remember it. We had a good time.
0: Um, other than that, uh, check us out Twitch. We have our Twitch channels going. It's Pixel Sickle, right? P X L S I C L E. Country code for myself. I'm hosting Ian on there. I think he's right above or below Bob Ross, so he's, Woo! he's in the Bob Ross mix there. Either you see Ian or Bob Ross, one or the other. Yay. <laughs> you're gonna see there. And uh, yeah, that's it. And uh, we'll see you in a
1: couple of weeks. And uh, for Ian Ferguson, I'm Pat Contry. Travel back in time and come see me at work. Come see Ian at work. All right. Take care.